very Merry Draftmas to all of you Chiefs fans. Thank you all for spending a little bit of time with us. Your Kansas City Chiefs have two new players on their roster. Linebacker Nick Bolton goes 58. You might have heard of him if you're from Kansas City. He went to Mizzou. Creed Humphrey, the center out of Oklahoma, goes at 63. And a lot to unpack with all of the with both of those picks. And here to help me do it are my dear pals. First, find him on Twitter at Jacob Morley. Jacob Stack. What's up, friend? What's up, guys? Uh, how we feeling? Feeling good? Um, was just in a podcast earlier. I'm just tweeting this right now, or typing this right now with my my dear pal, Jay Sternberger, who uh, looked at me and said, Jake, looks like you haven't slept in 48 hours. <laughs> and um, he's not really that far off. I haven't slept much in 48 hours. And uh, that is, that's, that's what draft season is all about, guys. Maddie Lane. How are you feeling, buddy? Because this has been a, this has been a roller coaster of emotions the last couple hours hanging out with you today. I, I roller coasters have ups and downs. And I don't know. <laughs> There's been a lot of ups hanging out with me these last couple hours. Uh, it's been all down since the Chiefs got on the clock at pick 58 from my perspective. Um, no, I'm only partially kidding here, guys. I, I think the Chiefs, you know, they, they had a draft. They had some guys on the board. They got the guys that they seemed they wanted, and I think they do make them a better football team now. I feel like we are going to peel back all the layers on why, you know, we had to uh, talk about my personal feelings on these picks. <laughs> Before we get to do that, we have to throw it over to Craig Stout, the Renaissance man himself, the owner of the write-ups of every single Chiefs draft pick so far in the 2021 NFL draft. All two of them. Yeah. Yeah, the the Chiefs apparently like players that were assigned to me this year. So that that's really interesting. A couple of singles here, a couple of guys that are probably going to start for the Chiefs for the entirety of the rookie contracts. I mean, we can be real here. Like, I, I think the entirety of the rookie contracts, looking at it from that lens, getting those two guys in the second round makes a ton of sense. We are definitely going to have conversations about positional value, especially with the Chiefs having some needs at some other positions. But let's get to the players individually first before we go all the way in on that. Kent, what are your feelings on Nick Bolton? The giant elephant in the room. My feelings. So <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it's funny because like, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've obviously had that, uh, that tweet pinned until like two days ago when I, we left Arrowhead Pride and I pulled it off to say thank you to everybody and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I got a lot of questions about Nick Bolton for the last six months because everybody and their mom wanted Nick Bolton and most of y'all wanted him at 31. And that was really where the conversation started. But that's, that's just beside the point. Um, I don't love the idea of linebacker. Uh, and it's not necessarily, it's, it's not, my sentiment's not even really about Nick Bolton, who I think is a very good player. I think he's just a limited two down more type player. Uh, a guy you're going to, you know, he's going to see a lot of, he's going to see a lot of the Hitchens downs it's really, which is they already have Hitchens on the, on the roster. So there's a little bit of redundancy there. Um, so I think, I, I think as, as you get farther down, this is not a, this is not a pick for need in 2021. This is not a need pick for 2021. This is an investment in the future. This is your 2022 starting Mike linebacker better be Nick Bolton. It better be. And Willie Gay better be on the field 
more consistently next year too. Uh, because the Chiefs have spent a lot of draft capital now on the linebacker position, and it's not necessarily dynamic coverage players, three-down players. I don't think Nick Bolton's a three-down linebacker, but they got a very, very, very good two-down linebacker, and I think that's really the root of you know what just happened. And I, you know what? There's a lot of there's a lot of intangible qualities people like about Nick Bolton, and if that's a leadership angle, that could be, that could be a valuable resource in, you know, years two, three, and four of his contracts. And if he earns it beyond that, you know, that that's where the value of Nick Bolton, but I don't think this moves the needle a ginormous amount for the 2021 Kansas city chiefs. They've spent a whole lot of capital in the linebacker group, and it's still not a great position. Hopefully this makes it a little bit better. Um, there's a lot of layers to this, Maddie. I want to hear them. I know you're, I want to hear where you're at and maybe just, let's just keep peeling that onion back, buddy. Okay. So we're starting with Nick Bolton here and this is the tough one because out of, I think everybody for the Casey draft guide that watched and put a grade on Nick Bolton and even just watched him casually. I do think I was probably the highest on all of us on him. Nick Bolton does a lot of things at the linebacker position that I actively enjoyed. He's very aggressive. He plays downhill. He plays quick. He's willing to play on the other side of the line of scrimmage there's a little bit of limitations in his ability to defend the run. You know, if he has to work through traffic, he's not the most agile doing it. He's going to go through a lot of contact because he doesn't have the hip fluidity. He doesn't have great body control in terms of his flexibility to avoid blocks. It's the coverage aspect. I got through so many games of Nick Bolton and I never saw him move out of a two by two square in zone coverage. It didn't matter what route was behind him in front of him, flashing, showing, he stayed in a two-by-two square and didn't move his feet. There were times where I don't even think he picked his feet up. That level of uncomfortable ability in zone coverage concerns me. And even if you can think you can teach him how to get better in zone coverage, which you probably can, your upside is still an adequate zone defend, hook zone defender out of your linebacker. That's a two-down player. You just drafted a guy that you hope is Anthony Hitchens in the second round of a draft while you have Anthony Hitchens and just took a linebacker last year. The positional value is just what really crushes me because they did just take a guy last year. Yeah. And that's, that's where a lot of the questions lie with this, you know? Yeah. He, he might play Sam linebacker. He might play Will linebacker with Willie Gay playing the Sam Nick Bolton might line up in your nickel next to Anthony Hitchens with Willie Gay Jr. off the field. Like, there's a lot of questions about how they're going to line up at linebacker now. I think we all kind of know how it's going to happen in the future. You know, they can move on from Anthony Hitchens, save a bunch of money, have a young linebacker duo. Nick Bolton has tenacity, leadership, the football IQ, all of that stuff that you want out of your Mike linebacker or specifically Steve Spagnuolo wants out of his Mike linebacker, he's got it in spades. Like, it, it, there's no question about the future of this pick right here, but it will be curious to see what the rotation is this next year. I think we all expect that Willie Gay Jr. is primed to take a step, unlock that athleticism, and be on the field. But we've also seen Steve Spagnuolo not play guys that have struggled to pick up the playbook a little bit, struggled to come into the game a little bit. Nick Bolton may give that a little more runway. And if he gives it a little more runway, then maybe we're looking at the previous pick 
you know, talking about positional value and doing it back-to-back years as maybe the one that we need to look at a little bit more. Jake, as a a guy that is not specifically a Chiefs fan, you know, looking around the league, how do you feel about the Chiefs adding a linebacker, maybe not a coverage linebacker, but a linebacker to this group? I don't know. I'm just sitting here thinking, did the loss to the did the loss to the Bucks in the Super Bowl set this team back more than just one year? Because what you never really want to do is try to build your team to beat one particular team. And you don't want to overreact to certain losses either. You want your team to just be the best version of your team that it can be. And I think the Chiefs are doing that in a sense, but also you look at what they've done at offensive line. It's almost like, is it overkill? You know, you pay a guard, basically left tackle money. You give up big draft capital for a tackle, and then you use premium draft capital on a center. And so, like, this is – and I'm just walking through this kind of in my head right now too, but is that too much, you know? And then I could get when you say, like, no, it's never too much to invest, you know, your – invest in protecting your franchise. But then also I think, you know, what did the Bucs have that everyone is envious of this – offseason it seems like fast you know downhill type linebackers and you look at now okay so they they invested heavy capital in a fast downhill linebacker last year in Willie Gay and now they invest in another downhill type linebacker this year in Nick Bolton so it's just interesting and and I would love to get Andy Reid on a lie detector test and just kind of ask him (laughs) is you know is that the plan? Like, are you, are you just trying to beat the bucks? You know, are you gearing up <laughs> to beat the bucks or be the bucks or see what they did and say, we want that. So I just think you need to be cautious of that always um, when you're trying to build your team. So it's interesting, man. I think we're, you know, the chiefs are now going into day three with a lot of holes still. And I think the casual fan around the league doesn't actually realize that the Chiefs, for as explosive as they are on offense, they don't have a lot of depth. At the like, oh. it's, it's Pat, it's it's Ty, it's Kelsey, you know, and beyond those guys, Clyde, right. And so I think around they the league, McCall people don't really good. realize how big of a need a pass catcher was for this team to to get, you know, earlier in this draft class, especially because. Those guys take a minute to develop. So, like, yeah, you didn't get one this year, and uh, maybe you could hit on a guy on day three. That certainly has happened before. But you need you need an infusion of talent in that side of the ball, which is crazy to say because they have some of the most dynamic offensive skill position players in the NFL. But you just you're one injury away from being short, from being thin there. So it's it's interesting, you know, to see what the Chiefs went ahead and, and did. Well, whoever Patrick Mahomes is throwing to, he's going to have a lot of time because the Chiefs have completely overhauled their offensive line and invest another high pick in their interior offensive line. Creed Humphrey completes the overhaul of the Chiefs offensive line as the 63rd pick in the draft. He's an interesting prospect and a guy that has we've I mean, if, even if you've listened to this show for the last couple months, you've kind of heard 
how our opinions have formulated and changed over time. I think we've talked about this on, on this very show a couple of times, the pendulum, you know, maybe the pendulum swinging too far on Creed and some of that kind of stuff. It's been a, it's been an interesting journey to get to this point with him. Maddie, <laughs> because I'm, I just, you, you look like you need to talk. Um, thoughts on the Creed Humphrey selection. It's like the Nick Bolton selection, only I think there's even less upside. Like if you talk to me in four years and wonder, you know, if you tell me which one of these two guys became a star, I'd say it's Nick Bolton. And you taught him how to do, to handle basic shallow zone coverage skills and his ability as a run defender is a high IQ run defender that triggers quickly caught him to on to be a good linebacker in the NFL. I could buy it. I don't see any trump card for Creed Humphrey on the film. I just really don't. I think he's solid. I think he's a very technical center. He's good with his technique. He's really good with his leverage. He can do anything you ask of him. But I don't see a trump card when he starts facing off against NFL competition week after week. I do think there's going to be times where he just simply struggles to handle the power and the length of guys across from him. So from the get-go, I think you're getting a, you're overselling his value a little bit when you take him at the end of the second round. And then to make it worse, you had just paid a guard left tackle money. Your two other highest paid interior or offensive linemen are also interior offensive linemen. And then now you come back and draft another interior offensive lineman. I just don't see how this is what you want to do when you are stacking up team needs for a team that has no wide receiver two, no edge rushers, you know, has a hole at cornerback, a lot more valuable positions out there going ignored. And that's, I was going to jump in too. And it's like, Creed is a good player until you're playing Vita Vea, right? And he's getting, and he's getting walked, walked, walked back into Patrick's lap. And then you say, well, that's why they paid Thurney, you know, Joe Thurney, left tackle money it's like well then why did you draft a center that needs help you know so it's just it's kind of that back and forth and I think I, I like Creed but I liked I like Garrett Bradbury a lot too when he came out of NC State and that's who I I see a lot of when I watch him is a guy that has really good movement skills um, but it might take him might take him a minute you know to kind of develop like that the grown man strength to play in the NFL that I think that's kind of what he's lacking. That's kind of been the same trajectory that Bradbury has taken. And I think a lot of people still are down on Garrett Bradbury, but he's really, he's developed into a nice player in year two. You know, I guess if you get that in the second round, cool. Yeah. And <laughs> you know? I mean, it, you, you look at who he gets to play next to at the very least, like it, he's, he's in a better situation than Bradbury was for certain, but there are lots of concerns about him handling power and that's the guy up the gut for Patrick Mahomes that's the guy that you want to be the most comfortable anchoring and allowing Mahomes to be able to step up into that I also think that Creed Humphrey is going to come in and he's going to start day one like I don't think that Austin Blythe is going to keep him from doing that I don't think they're going to retool this offensive line to move Joe Tooney inside I think it's very clear that they want two veteran guys on the outside of a rookie center, a guy that has called protections in his time in Oklahoma, a guy that is a very high IQ football player, very common theme in this draft so far. I, I think he's going to walk in and he's going to play immediately. Now, he may be an average center for the rest of his career. We The time will tell on that, and I, I'm going to throw it to Kent to kind of keep going with that, but... He is a guy that's going to be an upgrade over what the Chiefs currently have. 
and he's going to complete, as Kent said, the retooling of this offensive line. Brett Veach went out of his way this offseason after watching Patrick Mahomes run for his life to overcorrect, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but to throw assets and assets and assets at this offensive line. We saw the attrition that they went through last year. This is a completely different situation. They are trying to build depth on the offensive line. They are trying to build lots of guys that they can trust at that position because they have to keep the franchise upright. And he's done it through the draft. He's done it through free agency. And now he's done it in trading as well. Like he, he attacked it on all three fronts. So uh, very clear plan this off season, And we're seeing that. Remember when Nick Allegretti was a sleeper? Fun times. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You probably need to have the positional value conversation because I think that's a big sticking point for I think the people that are frustrated, it's interesting. It's been very interesting to read Twitter and and kind of observe the perspective because I don't think that she's drafted bad football players. I think people are mad at the positional values and the positional positions they took, but are also taking it out on the players. And that's an interesting perspective. I think, you know what that sounds like, Kent? What? This sounds like the same conversation that we were having about the Packers draft last year. Like, I don't hate the players they took. I don't love where they took them. Yeah. Right. I think, yeah. I think what it boils down to is most of these guys that were drafted today aren't going to be very good. Like, that's just kind of the nature of the beast. And so, if the Chiefs got two guys that are going to be good players for them, then who cares where they're drafted? Right. Well, I kind of said, I kind of said earlier, it's, you know, it's center. Yeah, if Creed Humphrey plays four years of average center, he's probably worth the pick. Probably down there at the back in the second round. And it's uh, just, it's it's interesting though too because it it's the whole spectrum of like if you have two stud guards, you, you can kind of it's easier to plug a guy in at center, and you don't really need a stud there. So it's just an interesting. It's I think it's an interesting way to build your team. Well, that's the issue is when you're questing for an average center, why do you have to spend such high capital on it? Average centers that, you know, you barely have ever heard of because they're average centers get drafted on day three, go undrafted all the time. It's one of the most common positions to find a guy late in the draft to be average, especially if you're paying 
you know, nearly $20 million to the offensive guards on either side of him. Like an Austin Blythe, honestly. Like yeah, that's, I said it earlier, <laughs> before we started this, I don't know if you went throughout the whole season, I, you would have a couple plays in your mind that stood out of Austin Blythe being bad, but overall his impact would not be felt in between, you know, healthy Kyle Long and Joe Tooney the difference between Austin Blythe and Creed Humphrey would not be felt on the grand scheme after the end of the whole season. And you made the decision to improve on Austin Blythe at pick 63 on a draft board that at least we thought was really favorable for the Chiefs. Now, let's be clear here. Creed Humphrey was a 10 RAS, relative athletic score, for, for centers. That's literally the highest score that you can have. He was one out of all of the centers that in the last 35 years in the last 35 years, the most athletic guy to do that. So there is an athletic profile there that you're hoping that Andy heck can unlock that and help him play to that level. Find that strength that he's obviously got on the bench press, find that ability to be explosive and move. We know Andy Reed likes athletic centers he's done this before so he's definitely taking the gamble on the athleticism here i I don't remember who said it today maybe it was bear chief bearcat our our dear pal that there's like a it's it's fascinating because nick bolton doesn't look as unathletic as he tested which he tested really poorly and that i don't know maybe that's part of why he's down here at this range i mean i think the coverage the coverage questions and testing really poorly athletically probably is why he's down here in this range so there's that where he looks more athletic than he tested and creed humphrey doesn't look as athletic as he um tested on tape so it's fascinating to watch that kind of the inverse of both of these things so um i i you know i i think i do think these guys i, I think these guys both have a chance to be singles um and solid singles, you know, maybe you can stretch. I think you could stretch both potentially to a double. I don't think any of these guys are going to be home runs when it's all said and done, but I do think, you know, Nick Bolton has a chance to be the the starting middle linebacker for this organization for the long term. And if you think of it, I I do think about this. Okay. One of the first things that the chiefs did was add Anthony Hitchens, you know, in the Brett Veach era. So Brett Veach really wanted a, a middle linebacker. You know, he really prioritized a middle linebacker to be part of, you know, be on his field. They're going out and they're ensuring that they grab a smart, high character, leader type player to be that Anthony Hitchens. Anthony Hitchens is a two down player right now. He's an $11 million two down player. And the Chiefs just spent another top pick on another, you know, two down player for the long term. So it's, I don't know, it's interesting. I think this has always been a priority for Brett Veach. Um, and I think Steve Spagnuolo has a lot of impact on that decision too. Well, I mean, going back to singles, what's the value of a single in the third inning when there's already two outs? That's, I mean, the equivalent of taking singles an interior offensive line and two down linebackers. I mean, yeah, we asked for this draft to come in and hit at some singles. And I do think that they did that. It's just though. I think Kent tweeted this out. Your last four picks for the chiefs and the top 75 picks have been a running back a linebacker, a linebacker, and an interior offensive lineman. And I do feel like you have to say interior offensive lineman after paying another interior offensive lineman $16 million. It's also fair to say Orlando Brown was involved in that because they did trade a first-round pick to get him. 
But I mean, like, that's just a lot of investment in positions that the rest of the NFL doesn't care about at all. The Chiefs are highly prioritizing the positions the rest of the NFL doesn't care about. And, that, and generally, as of late, ignoring the positions that the rest of the NFL does care about. Have they figured out something that nobody else does? Or are they just, you know, maybe mis- misvaluing some positions here? I do think that you are seeing what happens. You know, Brett Veach has talked about tiering draft. I mean, I I can believe that Nick Bolton was in a high tier in their picks. I mean, I he too. was... He, he was high on our linebacker board. Now, we can look at the board, you know, at the pick that Mick, Nick Bolton was say, was picked at and say, boy, it sure would have been nice to have a wide receiver too. Or boy, it sure would have been nice to have, you know, boogie bash on the edge. Whatever the case may be. Whatever that, that complaint is. But Brett Veach isn't necessarily looking at it like that. He's looking at it as, I have this group of guys that we all have rated at a certain spot. And as you're seeing... Maybe these positional value stuff, you know, interior offensive line, running back, linebacker, all of a sudden those are the guys that fall a little further because the NFL doesn't value them as high, but they may be in an upper tier for Brett Veach. So he may be getting guys that are in an, in one of his upper tiers, but they just happen to not be the same positional value that we look and we say, you know, hey, it would be really cool if Patrick Mahomes had somebody new to throw the ball to. Or, hey, it would be really cool if they could rush the passer a little bit better off the edge. They're looking at it and saying, we're taking the best player that we believe is on the board still, regardless of positional but, value. But also, this team has, I think I'm trying to, like, this is all good for us because we're all just trying to process and understand, you know, everything as it's happening. It's The Chiefs have spent a lot of effort energy, time, resources, money, draft capital in the linebacker position, and their linebackers have stunk. It has been an abject failure at the linebacker position for the last three years. Anthony Hitchens finally had the light switch come on, it seemed like, late last season. And what did they do? They drafted his replacement. They did. I just, it's so, it's so bizarre. And it's been a failure. Veach has failed at linebacker. Now, and this, but this, here's the thing. This isn't a, this isn't a Nick Bolton comment because Nick Bolton probably, I, I would anticipate Nick Bolton fixes the Anthony Hitchens problem. I would bet on that happening, but it's a problem because, because the, the fourth highest cap, salary cap, uh, you know, the, the fourth highest cap hit in 2021 is Anthony Hitchens. They just spent a top 75, they have a, a second round pick last year at linebacker. And now they're going to go back to the well to go and try to fix one of the most meaningless positions in sports or in football. Sorry, not sports. That's a little bit dramatic. In football, running linebacker is the running back of defense. I'm sorry. I think there's value sometimes in, in guys getting th- in things lined up and communicating and all that stuff. Obviously. Obviously, because we've seen what that looks like when they haven't had that the past two years, and it's been awful. But also, coverage matters now more than ever. And they still can't cover. And Ben Demon's still going to be in the dime. We haven't even got to that point. Ben Demon is probably, this didn't, this likely, as of this point, did not affect Ben Demon's snap count very likely. Nick Bull's not playing in the dime. No, 
Likely not. Uh, you're you're probably still getting Dan Sorensen and Ben Neiman in the dime. You are probably still and let you know there there's other guys. The Chiefs maybe will try get target a guy. There are a couple of safety linebacker hybrids that maybe could be an upgrade there. But as it stands at the time of recording this, they spend a second round pick on a guy that's not going to go out there and replace the guy that I think everybody can look around and say that's the biggest problem at linebacker and. I think maybe that's where some of the frustration lies with with some people. It's not just us. You know, there's a lot of Chiefs fans, too. But I mean, people look at Bolton and say, well, he's an excellent run defender, but there are a lot of questions about him and coverage. And that's where the Chiefs needed a dude. They need somebody that can come in and be able to play coverage, get Neiman off the field a little bit more, be able to make that next step because we know the Chiefs are going to be playing with the lead. Like they're not in their base very often. They're almost always in their sub package and they're at the end of the games. The things that we see teams, you know, the Chiefs have let teams back into some games because they're just sitting in the dime and they attack, it, offenses attack the middle of the field, specifically Neiman and Sorensen. And this move does not change that. Doesn't change it at all. I mean, the obvious hope would be that Willie Gay can come in and take over Ben Neiman's role as the dime linebacker. But if that's the case, if Willie Gay is capable of coming in and taking over Ben Neiman's role, then what is the point of drafting another linebacker? I mean, I understand that you were trying to draft the future Mike, but if you have a three-down linebacker in Willie Gay, which is what you drafted him to be last year, you don't need another stud linebacker. You don't need another second round linebacker. You need a jag. You need a smart player to come in, thump a little bit, and then come off the field while Willie Gay is your star. Like We even can quit thinking at it in specific terms of Will and Mike. Just think about it as you have a stud linebacker and you have a complimentary linebacker and you have a part-time linebacker. The Chiefs are just loading up on all these complimentary guys right now. They have not gotten a stud guy despite continuously continuously drafting these guys in the second round you have to hope that willie gay can overtake ben neiman's role and you have to hope that nick bolton can overtake anthony hitchens role but neither one of these guys right now are showing what you want them to be to be a three down guy that you build the entire defense out of and you use back-to-back picks in the top 75 on them there's i mean there's a lot of layers to this bad boy let's just be honest but again nick bolton's a good nick bolton's a good player he is for what he is, he's a good player. And I think Chiefs fans should be excited about that fact. I think there is a bigger question and a bigger concern and a bigger picture beyond the actual player that was taken today. And I think that's really what this whole conversation has been about the last 10 minutes. It's not even necessarily entirely about that. There's, I think there's reasons to be concerned about the decisions that have been made in the last four years of the linebacker position. And I think it's largely been a failure. If they are, I, I think I think the Chiefs are more or less admitting some mistakes here tonight. If I'm being which, frank, which I mean, if, if they are, good for them. But at the same time, like if they're admitting the, mistakes, it deserves critique. It does. It deserves criticism. It does. Yeah. If they are and admitting I'm, today that they've just they have made mistakes at the linebacker position, if that's the decision that they just did that, then we should be having this conversation. Yeah. Right. But I mean, they, I. I they, but they've also made two straight Super Bowls and three state, straight AFC championship games with terrible linebacker play. That's a very so, good point. So, I mean... Uh, well, that, that also... Did, okay, so then why are you drafting another one? From a positional value standpoint, I mean, yeah. That's <laughs> why so, are you drafting another one? Like, yeah. come on. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of layers to it. 
I think the Chiefs got two good football players, and I think they got better today. I agree. And I think that's I think that is that's important. I like and I like the players that they took better than some of the players that they've taken in the past. Like I thought I didn't like Breland Speaks. I think he was a good player. The Chiefs drafted good players. It's just we'll see what the ceiling's on them and we'll see how far they're able to, you know, what they're able to achieve. Um, there's different paths to success for both of these guys. Final thoughts, Maddie. You mean, I think I've made it pretty clear at this point in time. I think the Chiefs are just emphasizing the wrong positions here. I think that, like Ken said, I think they drafted quality players. I'm a little bit more believer in the talent of Nick Bolton and then Creed Humphrey in terms of becoming more than just a guy at the next level. But I do think they drafted two guys that will make them better football players. Nick Bolton's the second best linebacker on this team for two downs. So I think you will see him on the field on base. You will probably see him on the field in the nickel because I think he is good enough versus the run. He's smart. It's just that's a lot of investment. In going back to the same thing we spent most of this time on kind of rambling, the investment in positions that don't matter is getting a little out of control. And this team, the building process of this team, the structure of this team is starting to suffer. You see massive holes at edge, massive holes at wide receiver too. You still don't have a cornerback positions that matter are starting to get real thin on this roster and you're going to have to go to veteran one-year deals to fill positions that matter yeah and unfortunately in free agency this year the chiefs have just they missed on some of those positions they really did and that's we talked about before the draft when you miss on that you end up having a draft for need or you continue doing what you're doing and then you end up basically with what the chiefs have here it's not all doom and gloom. No. This is still a, a very good football team. You could, uh, uh, you should still expect the same things out of this football team that you did last year. Patrick Mahomes is going to be more upright than he was last year. So, yeah, naturally, you should expect that this team can still do great things. They can still be right back where they were last year. But... There are some questions now. You you do have some questions about the way that Veach is approaching specific positions, the way that he's approaching value, and the way that he's approaching positions of need. So I, it does raise some questions, but they did get better today. All right, that is going to do it for the AP Draft Show. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back to talk about day three, Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you later.